Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Today is the sixth day of Hanukkah, and I'm going to read to you from 1 Maccabees chapters 11 and 12. Then the king of Egypt gathered great forces, like the sand by the seashore, and many ships, and he tried to get possession of Alexander's kingdom by trickery and add it to his own kingdom. He set out for Syria with peaceable words, and the people of the towns opened their gates to him and went to meet him. For King Alexander had commanded them to meet him, since he was Alexander's father-in-law. But when Ptolemy entered the towns, he stationed forces as a garrison in each town. When he approached Asotus, they showed him the burnt-out temple of Dagon, and Asotus and its suburbs destroyed, and the corpses lying about, and the charred bodies of those whom Jonathan had burned in the war, for they had piled them in heaps along his route. They also told the king what Jonathan had done to throw blame on him, but the king kept silent. Jonathan met the king at Joppa with pomp, and they greeted one another and spent the night there. And Jonathan went with the king as far as the river Eleutherus. Then he returned to Jerusalem. So King Ptolemy gained control of the coastal cities as far as Seleucia by the sea, and he kept devising wicked designs against Alexander. He sent envoys to King Demetrius, saying, Come, let us make a covenant with each other, and I will give you in marriage my daughter, who was Alexander's wife, and you shall reign over your father's kingdom. I now regret that I gave him my daughter, for he has tried to kill me. He threw blame on Alexander because he coveted his kingdom. So he took his daughter away from him and gave her to Demetrius. He was estranged from Alexander, and their enmity became manifest. Then Ptolemy entered Antioch and put on the crown of Asia. Thus he put two crowns on his head, the crown of Egypt and that of Asia. Now King Alexander was in Cilicia at that time because the people of that region were in revolt. When Alexander heard of it, he came against him in battle. Ptolemy marched out and met him with a strong force and put him to flight. So Alexander fled into Arabia to find protection there and King Ptolemy was triumphant. Sabdiel the Arab cut off the head of Alexander and sent it to Ptolemy. But King Ptolemy died three days later, and his troops in the strongholds were killed by the inhabitants of the strongholds. So Demetrius became king in the 167th year. In those days, Jonathan assembled the Judeans to attack the citadel in Jerusalem, and he built many engines of war to use against it. But certain renegades who hated their nation went to the king and reported to him that Jonathan was besieging the citadel. When he heard this, he was angry 
and as soon as he heard it, he set out and came to Ptolemais, and he wrote Jonathan not to continue the siege, but to meet him for a conference at Ptolemais as quickly as possible. When Jonathan heard this, he gave orders to continue the siege. He chose some of the elders of Israel and some of the priests and put himself in danger, for he went to the king at Ptolemais, taking silver and gold and clothing and numerous other gifts. And he won his favor, although certain renegades of his nation kept making complaints against him, the king treated him as his predecessors had treated him. He exalted him in the presence of all his friends. He confirmed him in the high priesthood and in as many other honors as he had formerly had and caused him to be reckoned among his chief friends. Then Jonathan asked the king to free Judea and the three districts of Samaria from tribute and promised him 300 talents. The king consented and wrote the letter to Jonathan about all these things. Its contents were as follows. King Demetrius to his brother Jonathan and to the nation of the Jews, greetings. This copy of the letter that we wrote concerning you to our kinsman Lastenes, we have written to you also, so that you may know what it says. King Demetrius, to his father Lastenes, greetings. We have determined to do good to the nation of the Jews, who are our friends, and fulfill their obligations to us, because the goodwill they showed showed toward us. We have confirmed as their possession both the territory of Judea and the three districts of Afarema and Lida and Ratamin. The latter, with all the region bordering them, were added to Judea from Samaria. To all those who offer sacrifice in Jerusalem, we have granted release from the royal taxes that the king formerly received from them each year, from the crops of the land and the fruit of the trees. And the other payment, payments henceforth due to us of the tithes and the taxes due to us and the salt pits and the crown taxes due to us. From all these we shall grant them release. And not one of these grants shall be cancelled from this time on forever. Now therefore take care to make a copy of this and let it be given to Jonathan and put up in a conspicuous place on the holy mountain. When King Demetrius saw that the land was quiet before him, and that there was no opposition to him, he dismissed all his troops, all of them to their own homes, except the foreign troops that he had recruited from the islands of the nations. So all the troops who had served under his predecessors hated him. A certain Trypho had formerly been one of Alexander's supporters. He saw that all the troops were grumbling against Demetrius. So he went to Imulque, the Arab, who was bringing up Antiochus, the young son of Alexander, and insistently urged him to hand Antiochus over to him, 
to become king in place of his father. He also reported to Imulcai what Demetrius had done and told of the hatred that the troops of Demetrius had for him, and he stayed there many days. Now Jonathan sent to King Demetrius the request that he remove the troops out of the citadel from Jerusalem and the troops in the strongholds, for they kept fighting against Israel. And Demetrius sent this message back to Jonathan. Not only will I do these things for you and your nation, but I will confer great honor on you and your nation if I find an opportunity. Now then you will do well to send me men who will help me, for all my troops have revolted. So Jonathan sent 3,000 stalwart men to him at Antioch, and when they came to the king, the king rejoiced at their arrival. Then the people of the city assembled within the city to the number of 120,000, and they wanted to kill the king. But the king fled into the palace. Then the people of the city seized the main streets of the city and began to fight. So the king called the Jews to his aid, and they all rallied around him and then spread out through the city, and they killed on that day about 100,000. They set fire to the city and seized a large amount of spoil on that day and saved the king. When the people of the city saw that the Jews had gained control of the city as they pleased, their courage failed, and they cried out to the king with this entreaty, Grant us peace, and make the Jews stop fighting against us in our city. And they threw down their arms and made peace. So the Jews gained glory in the sight of the king and of all the people in his kingdom. And they returned to Jerusalem with a large amount of spoil. So King Demetrius sat on the throne of his kingdom, and the land was quiet before him. But he broke his word about all that he had promised. He became estranged from Jonathan and did not repay the favors that Jonathan had done him, but treated him very harshly. After this, Trypho returned, and with him the young boy Antiochus, who began to reign and put on the crown. All the troops that Demetrius had discharged gathered around him. They fought against Demetrius, and he fled and was routed. Trypho captured the elephants and gained control of Antioch. Then the young, young Antiochus wrote to Jonathan, saying, I confirm you in the high priesthood and set you over the four districts and make you one of the king's friends. He also sent him gold plates and a table service and granted him the right to drink from gold cups and dress in purple and wear a gold buckle. He appointed Jonathan's brother Shimon governor from the ladder of Tyre to the borders of Egypt. Then Jonathan set out and traveled beyond the river and among the towns, and all the army of Syria gathered to him as allies. When he came to Ashkelon, the people of the city met him and paid him honor. From there he went to Gaza, but the people of Gaza shut him out. 
So he besieged it and burned its suburbs with fire and plundered them. Then the people of Gaza pleaded with Jonathan and he made peace with them and took the sons of their rulers as hostages and sent them to Jerusalem. And he passed through the country as far as Damascus. Then Jonathan heard that the officers of Demetrius had come to Kadesh in Galilee with a large army, intending to remove him from office. He went to meet him, but left his brother Shimon in the country. Shimon encamped before Betsur and fought against it for many days and hemmed it in. Then they asked him to grant them terms of peace, and he did so. He removed them from there, took possession of the town, and set a garrison over it. Jonathan and his army encamped by the waters of Gennesaret. Early in the morning they marched to the plain of Hazor, and there in the plain the army of the foreigners met him. They had set an ambush against him in the mountains, but they themselves met him face to face. Then the men in the ambush emerged from their places and joined battle. All the men with Jonathan fled, not one of them was left except Matityahu's son, Avshalom, and Yehuda's son, Chalfi, commanders of the forces of the army. Jonathan tore his clothes, put dust on his head and prayed. Then he turned back to the battle against the enemy and routed them, and they fled. When his men who were fleeing saw this, they returned to him and joined him in the pursuit as far as Kadesh to their camp, and there they encamped. As many as three thousand of the foreigners fell that day, and Jonathan returned to Jerusalem. Chapter 12 Now when Jonathan saw that the time was favorable for him, He chose men and sent them to Rome to confirm and renew the friendship with them. He also sent letters to the same effect to the Spartans and to other places. So they went to Rome and entered the Senate chamber and said, The high priest Jonathan and the Jewish nation have sent us to renew the former friendship and alliance with them. And the Romans gave them letters to the people in every place, asking them to provide for the envoys safe conduct to the land of Judah. This is a copy of the letter that Jonathan wrote to the Spartans. The high priest Jonathan, the senate of the nation, the priests, and the rest of the Jewish people to their brothers, the Spartans. Greetings. Already in time past, a letter was sent to the high priest Onias from Arius, who was king among you, stating that you are our brothers, as the appended copy shows. Onias welcomed the envoy with honor and received the letter, which contained a clear declaration of alliance and friendship. Therefore, though we have no need of these things, Since we have as encouragement the holy books that are in our hands, we have undertaken to send to renew our family ties and friendship with you 
so that we may not become estranged from you. For considerable time has passed since you sent your letter to us. We therefore remember you constantly on every occasion, both at our festivals and on other appropriate days, at the sacrifices that we offer and in our prayers, and it is, as it is right and proper to remember brothers. And we rejoice in your glory. But as for ourselves, many trials and many wars have encircled us. The kings around us have waged war against us. We were unwilling to annoy you and our other allies and friends with these wars. For we have the help that comes from heaven for our aid. And so we were delivered from our enemies and our enemies were humbled. We therefore have chosen Numenius, son of Antiochus, and Antipater, son of Jason, and have sent them to Rome to renew our former friendship and alliance with them. We have commanded them to go also to you and greet you and deliver to you this letter from us concerning the renewal of our family ties. And now, please send us a reply to this. This is a copy of the letter that they sent to Onias. King Arius of the Spartans, to the high priest Onias, greetings. It has been found in writing concerning the Spartans and the Jews that they are brothers and are of the family of Abraham. And now that we have learned this, Please write us concerning your welfare. We, on our part, write to you that your livestock and your property belong to us and ours belong to you. We therefore command that our envoys report to you accordingly. Now, Jonathan heard that the commanders of Demetrius had returned with a large force, larger force than before, to wage war against him. So he marched away from Jerusalem and met them in the region of Hamat, for he gave them no opportunity to invade his own country. He sent spies to their camp, and they returned and reported to him that the enemy were being drawn up in formation to attack the Jews by night. So when the sun had set, Jonathan commanded his troops to be alert and to keep their arms at hand so as to be ready all night for battle. And he stationed outposts around the camp. When the enemy heard that Jonathan and his troops were prepared for battle, they were afraid and were terrified at heart. So they kindled fires in their camp and withdrew. But Jonathan and his troops did not know it until morning, for they saw the fires burning. Then Jonathan pursued them, but he did not overtake them, for they had crossed the Eleutherus River. So Jonathan turned aside against the Arabs, who are called Sabadeans, and he crushed them and plundered them. Then he broke camp and went to Damascus and marched through all that region. Simon also went out and marched through the country as far as Ashkelon and the neighboring strongholds. 
He turned aside to Joppa and took it by surprise, for he had heard that they were ready to hand over the stronghold to those whom Demetrius had sent, and he stationed a garrison there to guard it. When Jonathan returned, he convened the elders of the people and planned with them to build strongholds in Judea, to build the walls of Jerusalem still higher and to erect a high barrier between the citadel of the city to separate it from the city in order to isolate it so that its garrison could neither buy nor sell. So they gathered together to rebuild the city. Part of the wall on the valley to the east had fallen, and he repaired the section called Kafanenata. Shimon also built Adida in the Shephelah. He fortified it and installed gates with bolts. Then Trypho attempted to become king in Asia and put on the crown, and to raise his hand against King Antiochus. He feared that Jonathan might not permit him to do so, but might make war on him, so he kept seeking to seize and kill him, and he marched out and came to Bethshan. Jonathan went out to meet him with 40,000 picked warriors, and he came to Bethshan. When Trypho saw that he had come with a large army, he was afraid to raise his hand against him. So he received him with honor and commanded him to all his friends, and he gave him gifts and commanded his friends and his troops to obey him as they would himself. Then he said to Jonathan, Why have you put all these people to so much trouble when we are not at war? Dismiss them now to their homes and chose for yourself a few men to stay with you and come with me to Ptolemais. I will hand it over to you as well as the other strongholds and the remaining troops and all the officials and will turn around and go home, for that is why I am here. Jonathan trusted him and did as he said. He sent away the troops and they returned to the land of Judah. He kept with him himself three thousand men, two thousand of whom, of whom he left in Galilee while one thousand accompanied him. But when Jonathan entered Ptolemais, the people of Ptolemais closed the gates and seized him, and they killed with the sword all who had entered with him. Then Trypho sent troops and cavalry into Galilee and the Great Plain to destroy all Jonathan's soldiers. But they realized that Jonathan had been seized and had perished along with his men, and they encouraged one another and kept marching in close formation, ready for battle. When their pursuers saw that they would fight for their lives, they turned back. So they all reached the land of Judah safely, and they mourned for Jonathan and his companions, and were in great fear, and all Israel mourned deeply. All the nations around them tried to destroy them, for they said, They have no leader or helper. Now, therefore, let us make war on them and blot out the memory of them from humankind. That is the end of chapter 12 and the end of the reading for today. 
We wish you happy Hanukkah and Shalom.